0: Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of Not Your Average Debate Show. We're coming at you again after a one-week hiatus. We do apologize. You know, life gets in the way sometimes. Uh, But tonight, with the recent craze going on in the world, we have a very fun debate that I imagine some of our listeners, who I know personally, are going to be raging over, but we'll get to that soon. Uh, First up, first is a world news debate. So Ryan, what are some of the topics we're talking about tonight from the news side of the house?
1: Yeah, thanks, Jason. So the first uh, news event is Twitter. Uh, Elon Musk recently completed his purchase of Twitter for $44 billion and walked in with a sink. Uh, What are your thoughts on that, uh, the layoffs, and just the general state of Twitter and, I guess, uh, freedom of speech with that now?
2: Can I start? Because
1: this is— You're already talking,
2: so yeah, start. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. First of all, this might be the biggest clown show I've ever seen a billionaire ever try to pull off. And I have a lot of respect for most billionaires, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, um, Warren Buffett. Those guys have done some pretty incredible things. Maybe Zuckerberg is a little controversial. But Elon Musk has become the laughing stock of billionaires. This, this is comical. What you, You're literally telling your employees to, to work basically, in his own terms, extremely hardcore. Because he fired the entire executive office. I mean, this is comical. Conv- he bought a company for fifty billion dollars and is going to run it into the ground. It, it is—it's laughable.
0: Yeah, I—the I, uh, decision to go in there, right? Twitter was a platform that more or less was chugging along. I think there was—he, you know—the main reason he bought it was for political controversy, right? He bought it because he felt like right wing or far right, I should say, weren't having a fair shake in terms of free speech platform but using dirt isn't uh like a human right using twitter is in essence a privilege because it's a pro- you know it's a company that can say and do what they want from their terms and you know terms of use and all that kind of stuff so the fact that he bought it for that reason is wild the fact that he walked in day one with a sink to make a meme of basically let it sink in that he bought twitter wild and then just how he is like I understand, dude. You you you've done well with Solar City. You've built Tesla into like a very automotive juggernaut, for lack of a better way of saying it. That revolutionized electric cars. Why are you going to come oh, in and tear down? What... Oh yeah, SpaceX too, right? SpaceX. He's almost been able to privatize space travel with. He SpaceX, revolutionized like... space travel. So like, so like, you can't doubt that he is very smart in in terms of how he builds a business and things of that nature. But it's when you come into a platform like Twitter, I think, and you just torch everything that's happening. Like that's a poor design because if you look at the businesses that he's done well, he's largely built them from the ground up. So he was able to instill his way with building the company. He took over a company that was already been established for over a decade and
2: was doing well and to just torch it is a very very bold move. And you said it was almost for like a vendetta. It's like he cleaned house because he didn't agree with the executives that were there. And and he's starting he's going to learn this is whether he agreed with them or not, the reason they were doing what they were doing was because that was kind of what the law said they had to do. Um, there, he's now running the issue where he literally can't run this platform. He has no way to manage what's being posted, what's what's real, what's fake. It's crazy to even talk about that. That like people are posting fake shit, but that happens all the time, and from a, like a privacy standpoint and like a security standpoint, do they have employees to like monitor the website for hacking? I mean, this, no, they don't, this, I don't think they do. It's they they don't have the employees to literally run this website anymore.
0: I mean, I've, I've trawled through threads of employees who have left Twitter who got laid off or whatever. And like, there's people who are literally like, yeah, he's laying off in like critical components of like site infrastructure. I've been laid off or reduction in forces and blah, 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 blah. And the people are basically like, yeah, it, it won't take much for the site to just break and, and go offline anymore
2: because exactly. he got rid of the people who took care of that. He got into a basically a temper tantrum childish fight via Twitter and fired the guy. Cause he had like a temper tantrum pretty much. I mean it's it's laughable. I mean it's it's I wouldn't buy a Tesla today simply because I couldn't support him.
0: Yeah, and, and just to think about how much of like knee jerkiness like he is going through or or what he's showing right now is you roll out the twitter like the blue check mark on twitter was a way for you to identify somebody who is actually credible in whatever field that they were in right like you only ever got the blue check mark or if,
2: some kind of cachet
0: exactly exactly right you only ever got the blue check mark if you were somebody of value is is the phrase i'm going to use and that's a very blanketed statement i know but that's the only way you got the blue check mark to then roll out the ability for anybody that can get the blue check mark for eight dollars a month, you immediately diminish the value of people like posting on Twitter and doing things on Twitter. Then you realize how how much of a poor decision that was. That two days later, you turn off the ability for people to buy the blue check mark, and now you're panicking about how to handle that. Right? Like he is just going in this with with like jumping from one thing to another so so quickly and making such rash decisions that it's going. I think ultimately, right? I love Twitter. It's gonna be the downfall of Twitter.
2: I mean, he basically purchased a company for $50 billion to just quite literally run it into the ground. I mean, I don't see another – I don't see how Twitter, if it, they continue down this current path, how on earth they can exist. It, it, I don't see it as possible. I mean, they can't manage the website. There's no security. There's no privacy. They can't even manage who's signing up. He was concerned about bots when he purchased the thing. Well, guess what? Think about how many bots are signing up now because you can't even manage the site. So yeah. it's it's bad. It's real bad.
1: Yeah, guys, I, I think um, we could go on about this topic for a long time. Just a couple quick uh, points on it, and then we'll move on to our next topic. Uh, there's been a marked rise in uh, hate speech, um, racist language, etc. on Twitter since he took over. And obviously, uh, part of that is, um, I believe, a lot what of he wanted. Twitter. That's literally
2: what he wanted, was people to be able to speak their minds, regardless of if it was right or wrong.
1: Right, and, and it happened right before the election, so I, I believe a lot of the uh, people responsible for fact-checking election uh, information were let go on the initial uh, cut, so there was a lot of uh, fake election-related information being spread on Twitter right after that. So
2: What a 2022 problem. It's just fantastic. <laughs> All right, what do we got next for us, Speaking Ryan? Speaking of
1: 2022 problems, uh, I think earlier this week, uh, a missile hit... Uh, a border city in Poland and killed two people. Uh, Poland, or excuse me, uh, Ukraine is claiming it was a Russian missile. The U.S. is claiming it was a Ukrainian uh, air defense missile. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Who do you think fired it? And what do you think the outcome of that will be?
2: This was this was a matter of time. Let's just call it how it was. With this conflict being clo- so close to NATO states, it was a matter of time to something landed in a country it shouldn't have. And, you know, Ryan, we were talking, I mean, all of us were talking off pod about what, is this like a facade? Like did this, what there's, did what the U S said actually happen? I do believe them. I do think it was probably Ukrainian air defense missile, but this piece of larger issue of this conflict is it's a tinderbox. It's going to take the littlest thing to set off a potential world conflict. And, I'm not surprised this finally happened. I mean, it's unfortunate. Two people died. That's terrible. But the fact that it's taken this long is almost surprising. I
0: I like, so here's my problem with like, oh, it was a Ukrainian air defense missile that somehow went off track, went into Poland, when literally all systems on that front are likely pointed probably more towards Russia, right? So how does the missile just kind of go the opposite direction? You know, I'm not a missile tech by any means. I don't operate any of that stuff. But just from a logical standpoint and thinking about how things are being conducted, I find it a little weird. But I'm also not surprised, right, that in this situation, we might try to deflect is a phrase I'm going to use and and say, oh, yeah, it was nothing. Because for whatever reason, and, you know, we talked about this during our election debate uh, the last pod, so episode 20, if you guys haven't listened to that yet, strongly recommend you do we talked about it and you were a strong per- proponent of putting more boots on the ground to just stomp out this war. Yeah. Up. Right. But so what I'm getting at here is I'm not surprised that we would deflect and say, Oh yeah, it, it was nothing. It was nothing. And just try to sweep it under the rug to avoid escalating and, and bringing more people into that war. Even though it's something that should have been done a long time ago. Um, if you think about right, Russia annexed Crimea and, and went into the Crimean peninsula, what, four years ago now, three years, like, Obama you know, was like, president. Obama yeah, was like, president. Yeah, like yeah. So okay, even longer, right? And so it's it's what you saw, and I don't I don't like necessarily love this analogy, but it's pretty close. It's that appeasement, right? Continuing to appease, continuing to not wanting to get involved, um, and just like do more political sanctions rather than actually be forceful and shut down the yeah. issue. You're it's kind what of they've teetering. done all along. With you're you're kind of teetering on that right now, right? Like at this point, the Ukrainian war has been going on six months, about seven months. Yeah, um, March. So it's just. It's like, when, when is enough enough? When has the world continued to suffer enough from the sanctions and the disruption of supply chains? And it's you know no telling how long it's actually going to take Ukraine yeah. to recover, right? So, and
2: to kind of put a point to that is, and I was a big proponent on our last episode saying we have to put boots on the ground. And I think what I learned today validated that. So if you live in Connecticut, there's two major electricity providers, Eversource, United, United Illuminated. They filed today to raise electricity rates from January to June 2023 by 50%. And they basically cited the war in Ukraine as the driver of that because of the flux that it puts on energy prices, natural gas. And who's paying the price? That's everyday Americans that now have to pay 50% more to heat their home during the coldest months because we're basically appeasing Putin saying, hey, you know, it's only in Ukraine. They're not a NATO nation. This will just kind of a war of attrition we'll let it drag on and we'll see what but yet,
0: happens but yet we you know and yeah we jumped into the middle east right when exactly think, what was that 80s 90s when russia was doing some stuff down there we, 80s we 90s all of a sudden
2: there's one bomb going off and it's like hey we're at war
0: yeah so i don't know i i, I think it's something's got to come to a head at some
2: point and, and at what point is it the west that i mean the it's us that's suffering i mean it's you look at the inflation. Well, rate I'm gonna, here. I'm gonna, I'm
0: gonna just ask you pump, pump the brakes right there. You, Ukrainians are suffering. People are. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I there's know. People ab- suffering worse than fifty percent increases on. Oh, elections.
2: absolutely. I mean, I'm not trying to sugarcoat what's going on in Ukraine. I mean, what's happening to them is absolutely horrible, and it, it quite frankly speaks to my point is it shouldn't be allowed. Us, as the, the supreme military power of the world, are basically green lighting Russia to torture Ukraine.
0: Yeah, and it, it's wild. not needs to give Ryan any any thoughts on this one.
1: Uh, I I don't want to be a conspiracy theory guy. I oh please
0: ten- please be please be please a I want to hear theory. it. I, tend, I hear. tend
1: to agree with Jason on this. I I I think it was a Russian missile. It was Russian manufactured. I know that much. Um, well, we we've heard that much. I should say, um, and I think it's it's no one wants to draw a hard line. Was like, all right. It was just one missile that went off target. Are we really gonna start a war over that? And I so, mean, you, you
0: need to at this point. Like, it's I, I, it needs to be something to point. more forceful. And, and none of us, right? Uh, like, let's us three sitting here have no like. None of us have been in the military. Like, you know, we understand that that type of jump is putting others and lives and families in distress, and nobody wants that. But. You have automated defense systems. You have drones. You, you have the ability to be more forceful than you have been. And, I, I Ryan, I think you and I are on the same page. Conspiracy, yes. I think they're just trying to not push, like, putting more troops into Ukraine.
2: And before we move on to the next topics, I'll say this. And this is just the line in the sand I'll draw. There is no path forward for peace on Earth with Putin running Russia. There's just not. And that's my take on it.
0: I'd agree. Um, now, in other news, as I'm sure you guys have all heard, and this segues very much into our next debate topic here, have you guys seen what's been happening with uh, Taylor Swift and Ticketmaster? I'm just going to pose you miss that it? question. How could you miss it? <laughs> it's it, like, so fun fact, um, it is the single largest ticket buying event ever recorded in, um, Ticketmaster reported something like sixteen million people, like fourteen or sixteen million people, trying to buy tickets, and they royally fucked up. And they fucked. They up shut because... it down
2: today. They shut it down. They said, "All right, we gotta, we gotta go back and revisit this."
0: Well, no, no, no. It's it's not like a revisit. Um, you know, my, my fiance and a couple people uh, are really, you know, obviously T Swift fans. They were trying to go. Apparently, Ticketmaster was only supposed to release fifteen percent of the tickets in presale and then the rest of that inventory, you know, in regular sale, I don't necessarily understand the difference. I'm not a big concert guy, but apparently that was supposed to be what happened. Something messed up in their system and they sold 100% of every ticket in every stadium for every date during the presale, leaving many, many people who didn't have presale codes or access to presale not even the chance to get tickets at face value price. So they really they really messed up from that perspective. And that slides very well into the debate, which, and you know, fun one here, guys. Ryan's going to be stepping into the ring with McMahon on this. And the debate topic is, should reselling of in-demand tickets or events be allowed, and should it be capped? And uh, Ryan, I'm going to ask you to go first with this debate topic.
1: Yeah, I have a, a quick question, and I don't know this first before I get into it. Do we know what the actual face value of these tickets was? I do not, but I can run a quick fact check. Okay. Uh, while that's happening, I know I read something today. Uh, I believe there's some floor seats that are going for over 10 or $15,000. Um, I listen, I, I had a debate with these guys before I had a large sneaker collection at one point. Um, that was stuff, some in demand stuff. I resold a lot of them and, and that's, you know, part of how I made money. I collected them, kept them for a while, sold it. um, I went to March Madness uh this past uh February actually with uh Kyle and I believe um the tickets were were purchased in the original sale but they sold out and then uh I think a couple extra were were bought to offset some of the costs. So there's a certain service that's provided um and I hate like reselling is just part of the market and and that's the thing is like that's <laughs> capitalism. Um, you know, you whatever you were online at that time, you had the the ability to get it. That's something I think at this point though, it's gotten way out of hand. Um, and obviously with something like this, where it's it's, you know, Ticketmaster made a mistake, something like that. Um, then that's a different factor. And and I know yeah. a lot of the sneaker releases now, that kind of thing. Everybody has bots they use to buy. Um. Items, so it's just like it's not fair for the average consumer either. Uh, but, you know, back in the day when you could wait outside the store to get the shoe or something like that, where you put time into it, you know, there was there was a certain that has to be worth something, a certain uh, value to the resale on that, where people were like, I'm willing to pay for the convenience of waiting or or not getting the item uh, at the time and, and paying the extra markup to get it without having to wait in line or without you know, being online at, at seven AM to buy tickets, etc.
0: Okay. I just wanna go I just wanna it. fact check the price. So face value of the tickets were supposed to range anywhere from fifty to four fifty. And then VIP packages were ranging anywhere from two hundred to seven hundred dollars. That was supposed to be, you know, depending on where you sat in the experience yeah. for. Okay. Quote quote unquote face value and then um resale tickets depending on where you were some were starting you know for the for the worst seat five thousand dollars a ticket right
2: I, so. have, I have resale right now at some tickets going for twenty two thousand um, dollars.
1: I think they said average price to get in was six hundred
2: So I have strong feelings about this I said some maybe some not so nice things to Ryan off pod. Um, if you log on to a website to purchase pre-sale tickets with zero intention of going to the event, you are the scum of the earth. You are literally saying, I would rather rip off this person's – like people that want to go to Taylor Swift concert, they're teenagers. They're they're kids. There's Now they're a little bit older because Taylor Swift's been around longer. But they're people that don't have a lot of money necessarily. And you're basically saying, this teenager's dream is to go see Taylor Swift in, in concert and I'm going to hang this mother by the balls and make sure she pays me five grand when she could have had your spot in line and paid face value for it. You you are basically saying I'd rather rip off this teenager's dream to make a quick buck. You you are the scum of the earth. Um I think it's wrong. I don't think reselling should be allowed in any shape any shape or form. Um for any event, if you don't want to go, sell it. If you want to sell it for like 20 extra bucks, sure, you made you made a little bit extra money. But to sell it for 500 times the face value, who the hell do you think you are? The person that wants to go to this event doesn't deserve because you want to make money to pay five hundred times the event of this ticket. That's that's not capitalism. That that should be illegal. I mean, what are, what point are you proving? Not necessarily you, Ryan, but other people out there that's like, hey, I got on first. I have better internet. That now, hey, the do- your daughter or your son or your your sister's dream is to go see Taylor Swift. Ha ha! You didn't get the presale tickets. That's ten grand. What what that that's that's horrible.
1: So I and uh to, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I don't I think ahead. they're all going for ten grand. I get where you're coming from, but you gotta chill a little bit. Um like there's much worse people out there than that. I think Ticketmaster made a mistake and it sounds like they need to fix it. Just for some context, it was uh there was like a way to sign up through her website, um and and get like a pre sale code. I think they had 3 million people.
2: And it's how they weed out bots. It's to make sure bots aren't buying tickets.
1: Well, I think, or you, you had to have a Capital One card. So Capital One was capitalizing on this. Um, and listen, I was, I'm going to a wedding around, uh, or a, a, I think a graduation around that time frame. I was going to try and get a, Couple tickets for my girlfriend, and then a couple extra. I was not planning to sell it for ten grand each. Um, I figured they were going for a couple hundred bucks, and that'd cover the cost of the ticket. I, I guarantee, just because there's some tickets for ten or twenty, doesn't mean they're all going for ten or twenty. It's the same thing. Like I said, the average ticket price, yeah, it's high right now. I think it's two or three hundred dollars um, is what I saw a lot of that, and then there's some up to five or six. Um,
2: I, but, I what, but what I'm saying is, you, so you said it, is you, you you wanted two, but you'd buy two more so that the other two didn't cost you anything. So what I hear, and it's not just you, it's everyone does this. It's, it's certainly not just you. I mean, people do this to the extreme beyond whatever you would p- potentially do is they buy two and, or buy two that they don't even want. They buy four that they don't want and say, Hey, I got these great seats. I'm going to send, sell them for 500 times retail value. That's not right. And people are, and you see today, like, congressmen are like, "Oh, Ticketmaster screwed up. Ticketmaster screwed up. Ticketmaster needs to be reined in." No, no, who needs to be reined in is the selfishness of the American people that says, McMahon, "Hey, McMahon, how are you gonna, how are you gonna like monitor that?" There's absolutely no. There was 15 million people that try to get tickets. There was 27 oh. shows. But it, what I'm saying is, gonna, so, let wow. me finish. No. Let me finish. So what I'm saying is, so if you listen, people are like, "Oh, Ticketmaster screwed up. Ticketmaster couldn't handle the volume. Ticketmaster." This is wrong. People missed out on tickets. But hear me out. Ticketmaster isn't the villain here. The villain here is that people went onto that website with the sole intention of buying tickets they did not want. That they simply wanted to sell to make money. And that's not Ticketmaster's problem per se. They are they are a facilitator of that problem. But the person that needs to be reined in. Isn't Ticketmaster in their extraordinary fees, which are ridiculous, don't get me wrong, and that they're a monopoly. It's the fact that we as people are so selfish that we would rather offset our value and hurt somebody else than allow somebody that actually wants to go to get the value that they want.
1: McMahon, like, man, that's supply and demand. That's literally how it works. Like, but, someone's going to pay the money.
2: And I understand. You know, I, I've been on this show preaching supply and demand and economics. But – This is a situation that is so avoidable where if we just said – if we had a conscience that we are – we as people – and this is – I say this all the time that Americans are the most selfish people on the face of the planet. I mean I'm selfish. I I won't even deny it. But we are so – as a people, so selfish that we – everyone's chasing a buck. Everything we do is about chasing a buck that we would rather hurt and dash somebody's dreams – in order to make money i mean we, we are hurting teenagers here like this we have no They're filter not buying we, we, the tickets Their the parents are for them it could be a christmas present um but we are so everything's a side hustle everything that we do is about this is now my side hustle i mean you even said it, your side hustle was buying and selling shoes which is kind of cool Not, don't get me wrong but everything's a everything's a hustle yeah, everything's about how everything, do i make i don't money. get
1: paid enough money I'm living on my own. I got I got a freaking mortgage to pay. Like I got to buy food. I'm going to have a car right now because I can't uh, really rationalize spending the extra six $700 on it.
2: Like, And I'm not putting you on the spot saying I'm like criticizing you per se. I'm criticizing the concept of what people do that's related to what you do where it's like I would rather be the one that makes money and I don't care who I hurt in doing it because I made money.
1: Well, and that's the anonymity of the internet too. You're not meeting up with people to sell the tickets anymore. You're just putting it online. Someone else is buying it, and that's that. You don't have to face the kid like you're talking right. about.
2: I mean, you you see you saw it. I mean, the lines for these tickets were two thousand plus long. Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, I mean, my neighbor was in a thirty thousand plus queue to get in. Yeah. It, it, it's it's mind blowing. But these most of these people wanted to go. If right. you have no desire to go, get the fuck out. I'm gonna Cronin, any final words? If not, I'm gonna wrap because I feel
1: like No, let's let's move on.
0: Yeah, I I, I so I just wanna say I see McMahon's point of like, you know, let the people who actually want to go buy the ticket, right? Like if you're just in there to make money, maybe think of a different way. But I also see Cronin's standpoint is like it's something you can do, right? There's no law against it. There's there's nothing illegal about Going on and being a reseller, so it's it's uh in the middle. My fiance will probably kill me if she hears me say that, but I definitely probably err more on the side of like let the people who actually want to go to a concert go to the concert.
1: Um,
2: But yeah, as a reminder, uh... Ticketmaster
1: put out seven times the amount of tickets they were supposed to.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Ticketmaster did fuck I'm not trying to alleviate Ticketmaster of the blame. I'm just saying resell needs to be at the very minimum. If you buy a ticket for 100 bucks, the most you're reselling it for is 150. Cool. You made fifty bucks. You cannot buy a hundred dollar ticket and be like, "Hey, this is in demand." That's nine hundred dollars. That's they're
1: gonna fee it up to two hundred bucks
2: anyway. So <laughs> the so. fees are crazy, but that's whatever. What what else we got, plumber? Um, Cronin, what is the uh, final topic for tonight?
1: Yeah, thanks, Jason. So this is gonna be a bit of a roundtable one. Uh, I know. Well, <laughs> I'm patting myself on the back now, but I think it's all. It's been a while since we all been on a first date. But um, what would be kinds have changed. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me a year ago and that's not happening. Um so what would be your your first date spot? Uh what are you doing? What are you talking about? Uh where are you going? Uh what's going on? And is there any red flags uh that you're looking for or not looking for, I should say. So I uh, so honestly, Ryan, I think you should be the one to start us off. You
0: are the person with the most recent first date experience out of the three of us so i'm curious to hear from you right what what was your go-to what'd you talk about what were your red flags
1: yeah so uh i went on a lot of uh first dates during the pandemic um
2: a lot of crappy ones. well on yeah
1: that's day. why i said first dates uh not a lot of second dates um it's it's kind of weird uh a lot of the dating stuff is online now so i tried to pick out like a spot where we were doing something. I did like mini golf, a uh, hike one time. Um, I don't know. Uh, I worked out with somebody one time for a first date. Uh, just something where there's like something going on. We can talk about uh, painting class. Um, so just anything that's like active and and we're not like just sitting there talking. Where there's there's a a natural topic in front of us. I guess I'll say. Um, Fun
2: question. You're going on a first date with a, a girl or a woman at this point. Um, where are you going to dinner? Where are you taking them?
1: Oh, I'm not. That's my point. I'm not going to dinner on a first date. I
0: kind of, I kind of like that philosophy. I, I feel like,
2: you know, again, is, is it because it. dinner's like scary? Like you're one on one, you have no That's, escape.
1: Yeah, or, it's it, especially like I said, you're, you're a lot of these. You're you know meeting off an of app or something, where you have a men in person. You got to figure out if there's any. Uh, chemistry and if you're sitting at a table across from each other for an hour and a half that's not fun and then at the end you gotta figure out the check that's also not fun So,
2: so can I tell a story I was talking with my longtime girlfriend about this Natalie and she told me the funniest first date story so her friend and this girl go on a first date to the beach he's so afraid to ask her to put sunscreen on that he gets like third degree burns on his back and like blisters up like, because he wouldn't ask the girl to put sunscreen on his back because it was the first date. Um, not sure how funny that was for everybody listening. <laughs> I
1: was from, from some... it was hilarious.
2: Burns from Pretty funny. But he was, Sometimes he was, was he moment, was, so, okay, we're, we're all on. laughing. He was so afraid, afraid to like, you, to touch, to ask her to touch him. Yeah. That he ended up getting horribly burned so
1: the, the beach is a I, weird move for a first date then if that's yes, yours I would, I would agree
0: I, I don't think i'm ever i don't think i would ever do the beach as a first date. and i've been out of the dating game 14 years right i haven't had to worry about going on a first date but i can tell you I, I lean ryan's way like if if i was to get back in the dating pool god forbid i i think i am going with like an active activity first date just because your minds are doing something and you're not just focused on maybe like awkward silence or or something along those lines. I think that probably provides a bit better of an experience rather than sitting one-on-one. I would probably do like dinner as a second or third date. um, But I would definitely lead with the activity
2: first. But you're on these activities. You're you're doing whatever, hiking, walking, playing miniature golf or whatever. You guys are just chit-chatting, shooting the shit. What is... You're talking. What is a red flag that just pops up? Like you, you hear her say something like, "Holy shit, I can't believe she just said that."
1: My boyfriend's waiting for me when I get back. <laughs> Wait,
0: please tell me that. That's it? a problem. That's a real me problem. That didn't happen to you, Ryan?
1: No, no. I, well, not that I know of. Um, but that would be a red flag, I would think.
2: But I'm, I'm talking like real red flags. Like yeah, you're there, yeah. you're, you're, like you're shooting this shit, and all of a sudden she's like, "Hey, um, I'm, you remind dude, me of my parents, question, or like God. you remind me of my father, like." Kyle, you you're asking the question, what would be a red flag for you? So I'm on a first date, maybe I'm out to dinner, maybe I'm not, and we're just talking, and she's bringing up her exes a lot, like, oh, my my ex-boyfriend used to do this, or me, my ex-boyfriend used to do that, or, and like, my ex this, my ex that, and it's just constantly talking about my ex. To me, that means, well, you still clearly love your ex or still have a thing for your ex, so like, I don't know why we're here. Um, Second, if she's like, oh, you really remind me of my father, well, that's, I don't know if that's a good thing. Like, do I really want you to remind me of your father? um so those two things would be my first quick red flags and when i was talking me and nat were talking about this before is if i'm out to dinner and one she shows up late to the date that would be a red flag like you this is our first date you don't have the courtesy to show up on time and two if they're like really rude to like a waiter like they don't know how to interact with like a wait staff like that would be a red flag for me as well
0: How – so on on the late aspect, how would you guys feel if your date texted you the day before and just, like, wanted to randomly move the time of you guys having dinner up? Would that be a flag, like, last-minute changes to plans or anything like that? You
2: know, know, we talked about earlier. Life happens. Um, We didn't record last week because life happens. Um, You know, if it's a day before, something happens. But if it's, like – if they cancel, like, 20 minutes before and says, hey, let's reschedule for, like, three days from now – that's a red flag
0: okay okay
1: okay ryan what about you any any red flags yeah two quick ones uh on their phone a lot um asking me to take a lot of photos of them for for the date or something like that where it's just like they're doing the posing thing that's i don't know why that just
2: always drove me crazy and to relate to that one if she wants to boomerang the first drink you guys buy run run for the hills why? That might mean
0: she's, you know, she's just, she's fun. She just, you know, wants to record the moment. Run. Just run. McMahon, you sound like you're speaking from experience.
2: No, I mean that. We're talking about this while we we're at the brewery before this, but um, that would concern me, the the boomerang thing. But I wanted to hear where you guys would take, so maybe it's not your first date, but it's your first dinner date. All right? Ooh. Where are you guys going for your first dinner date?
0: So this is a tapas. tough one, right? Because like what'd you say?
2: Tapas. Those little small
1: place.
0: Fuck no. Tapas sucks. Tapas is the biggest ripoff in the fucking entire restaurant industry. You pay more money for less food. It's it, no and you get this. I can still share an entree. Here's See, a that's a
2: red flag. First date and wanted to share food? Absolutely not. So I, I think if like
1: did went to Georgia.
0: You got to go somewhere that's a bit nicer than it is casual. Um, And I think if you're doing like the first nice dinner date, you know, you got to be a little bit more on the the fancier end. So I probably would lean like Italian or like French, I guess. A little bias. Me and my fiance went to this place called – I don't even know how to pronounce it. Technically, it's supposed to be De Ave, but they say it a little bit weird. It's a French restaurant in Boston. Uh, great setting, nice restaurant. Food was fantastic, a bit pricey. That's probably where I'd lean is, is to go to one of the more nicer restaurants around Boston. Um, that restaurant just comes to mind because we went there recently.
2: So, like I said before, being that we're talking about this before we jumped on the podcast, we differed on this one. I said I'm taking for my first dinner date. I going to a place like Chili's, and here's why. You first cheap of all, ass motherfucker!
1: I knew you. Were gonna, I thought all, you were going to say Applebee's. If I'm being honest.
2: <laughs> I mean, they're the same. Chili's and applebee's are the same. First of all, if I don't know how I feel about you yet, I am not spending a lot of money on you. First of all, I I, I want to. If you can earn the third date, absolutely, I'll take you somewhere nice. But the first date, I want to see how we interact at dinner, and you best believe we're order, ordering off the three for twenty five. <laughs> There's no negotiating that. Um, and then the second thing is, Nat said, no, you got to take me somewhere local, like you were saying, plumber, like to like a, a local Mexican place, a local Italian cuisine, or just like your local hotspot. Um, I wouldn't do that on the first day. I'm going to a chain restaurant where I can hide behind some cheap food and say, hey, this sucked. I can leave.
0: Where are you going, Cronin?
1: Uh, I I think I'm leaning the local um, as well. I I I think my girlfriend and I, I think our first food date, was very far down the road um and it was like just a local mexican place i think
0: i just feel like if, if you're at the point where you're doing a dinner date clearly you feel some sort of connection or vibe with them otherwise you wouldn't do the dinner date
2: right but you know dinner dates a common first place to be or even it, a lunch it, date it
0: is but at that point
2: if you're going to a safe invest- environment
0: if you're going to make the investment you might as well Go somewhere nicer. I don't know. That's my fault. So while
2: we're yeah, on, on the topic of dinner please. date, while we're on the topic of the dinner date, and while I'm a cheap ass, first date, is it implied that you pay, or do you anticipate just the reach?
1: I've had one person offer to split it with me, and that was my uh, girlfriend.
2: That's it. Wow, we see why yeah, she made it, it so everyone far. Everyone else, it was it was <laughs> I was paying. That's
1: yeah, it got expensive.
2: I mean, ah, so this is tough, right? Like, I'm not saying not pay for. I'm saying, I'm not saying I wouldn't pay. I would absolutely pay for it, but I would like to deny you the ability to. I, would, I don't know if it's like an ego thing, or just to feel like, hey, at least you wanted to.
0: I think it depends. If it's like, if it's your first date, you sh- at this right? It's 2022. You should be splitting, right? It doesn't matter, right? It's it's 2022. It's your first date. You should split the check. See, um, I
2: don't want to split it. I just want you to fine. ask to split it. And then I'll be like, no, this was this. I like then, this. Yeah, is my then, then,
0: so so fine. OK, let, let me rephrase. It's 2022. You should offer to split. And if the uh, if the other person that you're with says yes to the split, then like, great. Right. Like if they say no, like I'll pay for it. Fine. But it, at this point, make the offer. Um, don't go in just expecting a free meal if it's the first date. Now, if it's, you know, date three or four different. You know, you or whoever should pay, or you know, you figure out your relationship dynamics, whatever. But first date, I, I, well, think, I so. think
2: once you start getting into like the relationship, it's like, hey, I paid for the last dinner. This is right, this right, is like free. a little, a little bit reciprocal. Where it's like, hey, you had the last one, now it's my turn. But the first date, all I want is a a reach for the check at least, or to say, hey, do you want to split? i am like, no, no, this this is, I got it. Okay. And I don't know if it's what, an what ego if, thing or what. but it's, What if on your I,
0: Chili's dinner date, you got that you know cheap-ass $10 meal, whatever, and they got the $22 meal, they got three drinks, and you have one drink, right? So their portion of the bill is way higher than yours, and it's the first date. You still on that same no,
2: I have absolutely no issue for paying for it. I would want to pay for it, quite frankly. I just would want to feel like they enjoyed their night enough to also want to pay for it. I think that's what it would tell me is they had such a good night. They wanted to pay for the meal and (laughs) then I could turn them down where if they didn't want to be like, Oh, I, this was a dud. Just let this guy pay for it and let me get the hell out of here. Yeah.
0: Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, solid topics. I think that we're going to draw it here for the night. Um, you know, don't forget to follow us on our socials. So on Twitter, we are at your underscore debate on Facebook. We are not your average debate show. Let us know if there's any topics you want us to debate. We love feedback. We want to hear it and we want to uh, tackle it. So Thank you all for tuning in and have a great rest of your week.